Welcome to Lonely Town, a killer's podcast with Derek and Jimmy. Today, our special guest is Derek Everett. You may have heard of it before. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> the world's best co-host. This last week, he was able to see the killers live in Salt Lake. And we're going to talk about, he's going to talk about his experience there. That's a pretty good story, I think. I think it's fair to share. And uh, it was a fun thing that uh, just happened. And that's kind of, that's kind of fun. So um, I have to rewind. Now I have to go back in my mind. Uh, but it was last Thursday, uh, Thursday as, we, as we were recording. You know, it was about the end of my work day. And this plays a part of it just because I think it does. And if people don't care, they don't care. But I wake up to go to work at four in the morning. You know, Monday through Thursday, work four tens. Quiet as a mouse. Quiet as a mouse. It's the it's the getting by is really what it is. And so uh, it was the end of my work week and uh, was busy at work doing doing what I do. And there came a point in the day about 3 o'clock. And I hadn't been on the social media a whole lot. Uh, things are kind of starting to wrap down. People are getting excited for the weekend and stuff. And I happened to bounce over on a Reddit page. And because I like to go over there and see what the what the scuttlebutt is, what's going on with the killers, maybe give us some ideas of people to interview, or things they're going on to talk about, and just try to keep up on a few things. And I see uh, a post about you know a guy with a look what I got kind of thing with wristband says the killers and and this corporate gig that's going on, and somebody says well, where's that at? And they said well it's Salt Lake City. So automatically I go well I suck as a killers. Uh, podcast guy, because I had no clue that they were playing in Salt Lake City on Thursday night. And I don't know when it was announced or any of that kind of thing. Did you have any? Yeah, anything? I'd seen the week before probably that it was happening. Somebody had posted it on Facebook or Reddit. And I just wrote it off as a private concert that, you know, I couldn't get tickets for because I didn't wasn't going to be attending this conference that was sold out. Yeah, so it was a sold out Qualtrics. Qualtrics QF4 or something. Yeah, it was a... Uh, and I'm, I'm not sure what Qualtrics does. I've been told many a time. Uh, something with surveys. The guy owns the jazz, multi-billionaire band that lives in Utah. This conference was people, I guess, from all around the nation coming to talk about techie stuff. Yeah, you throw out al- analytics and it covers everything. Yeah, it was analytics. An- analytics. Uh, so I saw that and I thought, well, man, I'd like to go to that. I'm a, I'm a killer's podcast host. I should be there. That's in my, you know, that's, that's our city, basically. And uh, it was like I said, it's about three o'clock, and I thought, well, there's no way this is happening because I don't have a way to get in. It's sold out. And then uh, I was reading down, and somebody said, well, uh, I have an extra one, or a coworker has an extra whatever, and if somebody's interested, DM me for the details or whatever. And I thought, well, that's worth a shot. Except for then, you know, I thought, well, I'm gonna have to go pitch this to my wife. I'm going to tell her after my hard week of work, I'm going to drive up to Salt Lake and leave her at home. And I thought it was probably, probably not going to work out, but it's worth a chance. And we'll see what this guy says. So I sent him over the uh, message and I just said, hey, what, what do you want for the wristband, basically? And I drove home, hadn't heard back. So I drive, you know, 30 minutes the opposite direction, uh, get home from, from work. And I'm like, well, it would have been fun. But I think it started at like, well, well it was kind of weird. I thought it started at like 6 or 6.30-ish the event i wasn't sure the layout of everything so what time was this when you got home from work i got home from work eh, a little after four four ish (laughs) and we're about an hour hour we're about an hour south and that's not dealing with traffic if it was right at five o'clock right at five o'clock so uh but then i get a message back from the guy and he says well this is this is what it is and we want you know this dollar figure and it wasn't crazy but wasn't great but i thought well i can do that 
And uh, so I took a shower and talked to my wife, who was still up at her work, and I said, hey, so this is an opportunity I got, and this is what's going on, but they only got one, so I can't bring you and can't find another one, because I kind of looked around for a little bit, but you kind of got to be making some decisions. And she's like, oh, just go have fun. It's good for your podcast or whatever. And she did say, if anything, if you find another one, you should take Jimmy. Jimmy should come before <laughs> Thanks, me. Holly. So I thought, well, that'd be good. And I think if I think this is my thing. If I had known in advance, I think we could have, because there's people leaving conferences all the time that just don't want to stay or go home early and stuff and aren't Killers we fans don't care, yeah. and don't care. I think the possibility of getting in there and getting in there for free would have been, I think we could have done it. I think if I had a little more time, because I, I pulled this one off with hours. If I would have had like a couple of days, I think I could have uh, probably brought, you know, me and half half the listening audience or something. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so tell them, hey, I'll, I'll take them. Uh, but I don't know how it's structured because it's a corporate event. Uh, they said, okay, we're going to start lining up at six or something like that. I think that's what it was because this was about five. I'm like, well, I'm an hour out. I'm going to try to get up there, but there might be traffic. And so the whole time in the back of my head, I'm, I'm thinking, I hope this dollar figure is enough for them to not go into the event and just say, well, forget that guy or he's not showing up or change our mind and give it to somebody. Because the whole time I'm like, if I drive all the way up and I get there and it's like, oh, too bad or whatever, I'm going to be not happy. It's going to kind of be a disappointment. But I thought, well, give me a shot of the night, Jimmy. Uh, give me a shot of the night. <laughs> so so uh, I, I boogie, on, boogie on up to uh, Salt Lake. Uh, time I'm getting off the freeway, guys kind of texting me and I'm like, I don't know if they're inside, outside, you know, cause I'm like, it was a cold day. So I'm like, if he's outside freezing, he's not going to stay out for long, but I thought maybe he'll come to the door, but then you don't know if there's re-entry. A lot of these things go through my head. This might not happen. On the way up, I talked to you. I talked to my brother just to like, Hey, this is what's going on. I don't know. I was pretty excited. I think so. Uh, so anyways, guy texts me when I'm getting off the freeway. And I get to a stoplight, and he's like, hey, where you at? How close are you? So I just gave the quick, uh, just pull into town. Where's the best place to park? And and uh, I'm almost there. So it was kind of funny because got to the Salt Palace, and like a couple weeks before the All-Star Game was here, and I kind of got snuck into the All-Star Game. Uh, they were having like a convention there, and that's a whole other story that I told on a whole other podcast, I think. Yep. And anyways, I got snuck in the back way. I met a guy that his kid played for a G League team, and it was kind of, I kind of have flashbacks of, of all this. And he snuck me in as a family member, basically. So um, I'm like, oh, security's a lot less tight right now than it was for that event. And I just walked right into the, the Salt Palace and there's people, you know, all around doing their thing. No one's asking for tickets or anything or, or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, this is a little different setup, but... This is, where, right this is where I'm thinking, do I even talk to the guy or whatever? But uh, I texted with him and met up with him, and he was kind of giving me the, hey, man, the, the cupped handshake, you know, like like we were. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a drug deal. Like it was a drug deal. I don't think I don't think he'd done a whole lot of these. I'm like, no one's going to kick you out of the convention. Like, hand it straight over. So I gave him the cash, and, and uh, he gave me that and a food voucher, which I appreciate. I didn't eat my dinner because I had to get on up to, to the Salt Palace and uh, so he's telling me the layout. He's like, this is a line into, I think they called it the warehouse or something. And they were going to have a, a Tony Hawk was going to skateboard and some people and they had food trucks. And then he's like, and this is the main stage over here. And uh, this is where the killers are going to be performing. So I'm like, okay. But it was, it was closed off. And the main stage or the, the like socializing and skateboard ramp thing. And the, the dinner was about to open, probably open at like 630 or something like that. So 
I had about 10, 15 minutes and he was kind of hanging there. I was like, all right, I'm good. I got it. Like, I don't need an escort and I sure don't want, like, I don't know. I like to be by my own a little bit anyway. So I'm like, you got your money. I got my, my wristband. And so I went and did me a little, a little peripheral. I like to walk around and see the layout of things and get the lay of the land a little bit. And I saw a K that was kind of hidden, like a, but it was one of those Ks and took a few pictures of the signs. And I thought if nothing else, I'm going to come out with some stories for the podcast. <laughs> so this is, this is money well spent. And uh, go get in my line, go into the, the big, uh, they call it a warehouse, but it's a guy that works in a warehouse. <laughs> this is like, I don't know. It's like they're trying to make a cool social thing. For guys who sit at a desk to feel like they're. Yeah, it's like this edgy. Letting loose. <laughs> this edgy underground skateboarding park with, uh, I mean, they had great trucks. I mean, tons of food. They had the Dasani water in the, looked like the Red Bull bottle or cans. And that comes in handy here a little a little bit later. So I get my food. Um, I found the I found the Hawaiian the Hawaiian food that was like the buffet, so I could load up whatever I wanted because I wasn't there to impress anybody. <laughs> I wasn't going to lose my job. I'm not there to socialize. I don't know anybody. I kind of had this epiphany when I was there, and this will come in a little later too. But I kind of had this. Yeah, I don't know anyone here. No one here knows me. Like. I'm a, I'm a free agent for that. I'm not going to embarrass my wife. I'm like, nobody knows I have this podcast. If I don't ever tell the story, no one's going to know it was me anyway. So I'm going to have a good time tonight, basically. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, defame Jimmy's good name or reputation. My brother's not going to say, I can't be ever seen with you in public again, anything like that. So uh, I, have, I have my dinner and they start doing the skateboarding demonstration. And it's, you know, they got like a hype guy from, I think he was Australian or something, telling all these skateboarders. And uh, the ramp was pretty impressive, but I noticed the ceiling. I mean, they probably had maybe five or 10 feet of clearance, not a whole lot. So I thought, well, they're not going to do anything too crazy. One, it's a corporate event and it's not the X Games. They're not going for a medal. They're not going for a medal. It doesn't really matter. They're here to get a paycheck. It's cool to see. Uh, I just heard uh, Tony Hawk on a podcast like a week or two before talking about doing these corporate events. And he just came off leg surgery or something, broke his legs or something. So I'm like, He's not looking to do anything, but I did want to see Tony Hawk just say he did. It's kind of like seeing Michael Jordan uh, shoot, yeah. like, you know, warm-up shots or something like that. It's like, you saw it. but and so I, I watched him for a minute, and then I was kind of getting tired because, like I said, been up early. <laughs> and I still got a Killers concert, so I thought, well, all these people can stand here and watch this. I'm going to go over, and I'm going to get in line for the Killers because that's what I'm here for. That's the main event. Um, and I got thinking – we talk to people almost weekly or see people almost weekly that they'll drive halfway or fly halfway across the country, get there eight hours early and stand in line so they can be first to the barricade. And here I am with this opportunity to have really good seats. And I'm sitting here watching Tony Hawk warm up on a skateboard. Like I'm not a Tony Hawk. I mean, I'm not a Tony Hawk podcaster. That's not really, you know, so, so I go over there and I notice that they have these security chairs, like those padded chairs. And I thought, I'm just going to pull me up one of them chairs. I'm going to sit. There's like some vacant, vacant tables for like registration, I'm assuming, or something like that. I'm just going to sit here. Nobody knows the difference of what I am or who I'm supposed to be here or whatever. I had actually had me a nice polo shirt and wasn't wearing a hat. So I looked somewhat presentable. Uh, like I might be I might be a tech guy myself. And and they did. When you'd go into some of these things, they would say, do you have a wristband? You don't put your wristband up. But I think you could have just walked up with a long sleeve shirt on and you're hand up and nobody would know the difference but uh so i was sitting over here at the table lined right up in front of this the main stage i thought as soon as people start lining up i'll go get in line and i'll have a pretty good shot at having a good spot at the show so i thought you're pretty smart derek i don't know so i sit down <laughs> and i start playing on my phone i thought maybe i'll take me a power nap or something because i you know 
been up. I've said that a lot, but I am tired at this point. And I thought, no, if I take a power nap and I, you know, don't set me an alarm or they get in there and I don't get to see the concert or miss some of it or whatever, that's a waste of time and money. So I'm just messing around on my phone and I happen to glance up and I see a, a group of people. Uh, they're further down to the right, kind of in front of this door. And I thought, oh, crap, they're already lining up and I'm down here. And I'm not going to be in this first wave. There's going to be a big line because the line to get into the Tony Hawk thing was 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 pretty long. I don't know how many people were here, but, you know, a few thousand or something like that. And so I'm like, oh, man, crap, I need to get over there. So I got walking over there and, and uh, standing with all the people. And nobody's really saying what's going on, but they're kind of excited, you know. I'm like, oh, they're just Killers fans. Some people are wearing Killers shirts or whatever. And uh lady opens the door and says, y'all are here for the meet and greet, right? <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yep that's why that's i'm here exactly what that's I'm why doing. i'm here i've been waiting for hours i got my kill yeah <laughs> yeah so oh let's come on in you guys are all here for the meet and greet and like what's anybody like first off it's a corporate thing i don't know i don't know i don't know what the procedure is i'm definitely not gonna say i'm not here for the meet and greet <laughs> so then i get inside uh to where, like you belong yeah exactly walk on in and they kind of have us lined up and there's the stage and everything i look over and it, I mean, it's a it's a decent sized room, but it's nowhere near you know arenas or anything like that. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. And I get thinking, I'm in line to meet the like, what am I going to do here? So I'm kind of texting, texting you. I'm texting a few other people. Like I'm in the meet and greet line, and uh, the girls behind me were kind of funny because I'm trying to fit in and act like I belong. And there's some girls talking behind me about, oh, what are you going to ask him? I don't know. What are you going to ask him? And somehow they're talking about like cilantro or something. And I'm, gonna, I'm thinking, I, I've, I've done this show for a while. We've talked to a lot of people that, that have had interactions with Brandon. We, uh, you know, had, I've never heard anything about cilantro ever, but apparently, I don't know. Maybe that's a thing if he likes it or not. <laughs> that was the. Does it taste uh, like soap to you? Or not? Yeah, exactly. So, so we're kind of lining up and I'm. I'm starting to kind of get nervous, and I'm like, well, why am I nervous? I'm going to go talk to somebody that, you know, all I'm going to say is, I do a podcast with Jimmy McKnight, and nice to meet you, or something like that, or I grew up in Eve. Like, I don't know. I don't know what he remembers. I don't know what he knows. I don't know what he's heard about the show. And then I get thinking, well, Lobby Boy's probably back there. Our good our good buddy John is probably there anyway. So uh, my, my idea is, well, I'll get back there. We'll be in line. I'll kind of wave down John. I can talk with him for a little bit, and maybe that will be a better interaction. I don't know. And so I'm kind of, kind of nerves are going down, but I'm like, I do have to say, you know, I do have to mention Jimmy because he's going to remember Jimmy if nothing else. And uh, out comes a guy with a clipboard and he says something to the effect of, I got 20 names on this clipboard for the meet and greet. And there's more than 20 of you in line right now. <laughs> so if you're not on the clipboard, uh, save you and me some time and uh, just basically get out of line because you're going to get up here and you're not going to be on here and I'm not, you're not going to get to go meet him anyways. Okay. So save you and me some time. So after about 10 minutes of standing there, I'm like, oh crap. Well, I'm not, I mean, obviously I'm not going to go in there and say, well, don't you know who I am? Or, say, my name is Ryan Smith. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, or can you go backstage and grab, you know, so-and-so they can vouch for me or whatever. I'm just getting like, okay, it was worth a shot. Right. It was. And the weird thing is, to get in there, they just want to see your wristband. Well, everybody in the thing has a wristband, and they're the same color, as far as I knew. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how you got the. I don't know how the meet and greet actually was facilitated. If you had to know somebody, if you had to sell a certain amount, if get it was a raffle or something in the con something, yeah. But they, I thought they should have probably done this before they let us in to this part, because now I'm I'm in the stage and people are still outside or over watching 
uh, Tony Hawk or whatever. So I go, okay. So I'm kind of walking out of the line, and there's a couple people behind me too. They're like, well, it was worth a try. I'm like, yeah, worth a try. But kind of the same thing I did. And I go over and I sit down, and there's some nice, nice chairs. And I thought, this is a pretty good seat. I'm going to just kind of sit here. And I talk to the lady and said, hey, are these, are these uh, seats saved or anything? And she goes, no, I think it's all just, you know, uh, first come, first serve kind of thing. I thought, oh, this would be a nice place to watch a show. And then I looked up, and there's the bar- the barricade, or, and there's the big uh, K logo. And again, it, it hit me of like, you talk to people that line up for eight hours or better, that drive cross country, and then they like sprint to have this position. And here you are just looking at it, <laughs> and you're just going to sit here? And so I thought, no, I got to do this. So I walked on up to the, to the barricade, and uh, I had one of those Dasani waters in my pocket, uh, the can, because I took one with me. And I thought, well, this isn't a bad spot. And uh, they have on the backside of it, like, little steps for, like, security to get up and if people get rowdy or something, I guess. And so I just put my Dasani water right there and uh, folded my arms, and there I was right on the rail. And so I thought, oh, this Were is... Were there other people at it yet? There's one other lady that was kind of over there. Because there wasn't a lot. They hadn't really opened it for the general public yeah. yet. It was for the meet and greet, basically. And... If you weren't meeting and greeting, I guess they thought maybe I'd find my way out. But I thought, well, I'm not going to go back over into that uh, other side. I'm not going to beat all those people in a foot contest to get here, like a, a run or whatever. I'm not I'm not the fastest guy, and there's no way I'm going to get back here. And no one's going to come and say nothing to me because, like you said, no one knows if I belong here or not. It's a corporate thing. So um, so I'm standing there, and there's an, there's another lady. I said, is this, you know, this isn't a VIP or anything like that, right? Because last thing I want is after that for somebody to come and be like, you can't be here because you don't have – the right colored badge or you don't work for the right company or whatever. Now you gotta go find you a spot and people are already in and I'm up in the, the top of the bleachers, yeah, which yeah. would be like a 10th row anywhere else. And then the lady goes, no, the VIPs are over here. And she points to the right and to the left. She's like, you're fine. This is just free for all. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm set. And I'm kind of standing there and I look up on the stage and there's Ryan Smith talking to somebody who's the Qualtrics owner, owns the Utah Jazz and stuff. And I'm like, this is kind of, it's kind of a weird thing. Like, it's kind of weird. I'm even here. I didn't know about this concert till you know, three hours ago. And here I am, front row center. Anyway, so yeah, so I'm sitting there hanging out. And I don't know what time it's going to start. But it's, you know, about eight. And I, then they start ramping in the, the voice audio sound from over on the other part about, oh. here's Tony Hawk and people doing their thing. So I'm like, okay, they're kind of wrapping it up. And they're putting all the audio together or whatever. And then they uh, just, it was like a... A temporary wall or something like that so they just slide the wall to open it up and i'm thinking two things in my head i'm thinking one the killers are right behind i mean it's just a, a curtain i mean there's a stage and everything but then there's the curtain behind and i thought i could just walk behind that curtain like <laughs> there's not really security there's nothing i mean you know i'll just walk back there and say hey what's up and then I thought, all these people don't know the killers are right behind that curtain. They might, but they, I mean, I saw the meet and greet line, how it was all going down. So I thought, that's kind of weird because, you know, in arenas you have, a, there's a good system to keep us from them and them from, you know, it's, so I'm just kind of having this weird thing about, I could just walk back there anyway. And uh, these people start coming over by the droves and I'm already standing there holding my ground. And so uh, a guy, a gentleman comes and stands next to me and, you get to talking because what else are you going to do? He was from he was from Dallas, Fort Worth area. And uh, I don't know what his job was, something with IT. And so we get talking, and he's never seen the killers before. And I don't tell him I have a podcast, obviously, about it. But I just said, yeah, I've seen him. And I'm from Nephi. You know, Brandon's from Nephi. I kind of tell him that story. And he kind of looked at me like I was like, he's from Vegas, dude. Like, you're full of crap, <laughs> right? 
And I don't blame him because I'm not going to get into all the details because it's not like we're, we're best friends like we've talked about before. It's not like he's going to come out and see me and like give me a high five and a hug and say it's good to see you or anything like that. And I'm not expecting anything like that. But the same, I'm like, well, it's true, dang it. Kind of like we've had these conversations with people for, for years. And he's kind of talking about other concerts he's been to and stuff. And so we get talking about that. And he goes, yeah, you ever been to ACDC? I'm like, no, I've never been to ACDC. Oh, man, you need to go see ACDC. I'm like, well, I don't even know if they're touring anymore. And then he goes, what about Tool? You ever been to Tool? I said, no, I've never been to Tool. I got to tell you a story about when I went to Tool. Okay. So he tells me this story about, again, I hope he's not listening. But if you are, I appreciate you listening. <laughs> he tells me a story about he's at a cool, uh, Tool concert. And one of his buddies gets into it with a guy and the guy grabs him by the neck or something like this. He's grabbing him by the throat. So he just starts hitting this guy in the head and like tells me this big knockout drag out story about this tool concert. And I'm looking at him and I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking, I'm thinking self, it's probably good that you made friends with this guy. <laughs> this is the guy you want on your court. Yeah. Cause we're sitting right there at the barricade. And then he's telling me if people come up and push, this is how you defend and all this. I'm like, it's a bunch of tech nerds. Like no one's going to be coming up <laughs> pushing buddy. Like you're, you were in a tool audience. Yeah. Or even at that, I'm just like, I mean, it's not going to be like, it's, it, these are a bunch of people who got this free for work and they're just coming here to kill a, a Thursday afternoon before they fly back to Omaha. Like they don't care. This isn't a Rage Against the Machine concert. It's bad for Yeah, exactly. So anyways, uh, killers come out and it was a great show great performance. Um, it was fun. One of the things I did talk to you about the guy, the guy was telling me how talented Brandon is. He's like, oh, Brandon's really talented and stuff. I'm like, yeah, he really is. I mean, he is. He really is. But I said, I said one thing, and I think we uh, missed this on the podcast as well, is, is Ronnie, though. I said, yeah, he is. But Ronnie is not only a, a good drummer, but he's a very talented musician. We saw him you know, play guitar when they came to Nephi on uh, Salt Lake. Well, no, when they came and played at Andy's oh, uh, yeah. Garage, he played the guitar. Him. Oh, I guess we saw it via via the recording devices. (laughs) We've seen video evidence of him playing the guitar and in in, uh, a few different spots. Yeah. Yeah. So, and reasons and stuff. So I thought he's probably underrated. I don't think Brandon's overrated necessarily, but I thought Ronnie's kind of underrated. And he's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, you watch him and stuff. And and, uh, so so they're doing their show and stuff. And it's a great set list. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to. I'm trying to keep in the moment, but also document stuff for, for publicity for us and for just, yeah, it's cool to have videos and whatnot. And uh, they start playing Reasons Unknown, which is a song we're going to cover here soon. And I thought, well, this is kind of different because usually at the concerts, they're going to bring somebody up from the, uh, from the, the crowd. And uh, obviously no one's brought signs and stuff. It's not going to be, it's not going to be like that. And so to watch Ronnie play Reasons Unknown, I like talking to the people. It's good stories. We've talked to quite a few drummers that have done this. It's a good goal for people to have. It, it's fun and it's a break and it bonds the audience a little more, makes the show, I think, a little more special because, you know, this kid from our hometown or this guy from our hometown came up and, and played. But, man, Ronnie can play. And he, and he does it. I was watching that and we've, I was probably because we've watched a lot of live clips of reasons with these other drummers that come up and they do a pretty good job. But watching him play, I'm there close or whatever, but I'm like, there's a reason he's got the job, I guess. I don't know. He doesn't need my uh, validation, but he got it. And uh, so we're sitting there and I'm kind of online and and going live and a few different things or recording some different stuff just for us or whatever. And I see, I get me a Twitter notification and it's from, it's from John from the lobby boy. And he says, dude, where are you at? So I'm thinking, 
maybe maybe I still am maybe I still am gonna get the invite back. I don't know. And so I tell him, hey, I'm front row center, you know. And kind of send him a picture and stuff of where I'm at. And it turns out he's doing his lobby boy uh, uh, duties. duties, and he was out grabbing pizza for 30 people after the show or something. And I didn't push or ask any further than that because you don't want to be that guy or take advantage of anything. And I thought, well, if ever I do use that card of we're here, get us in, by golly, Jimmy better be there by me, by my side as well. So anyway, it was a good show. I, I guess I could break down song by song. Uh one of the big surprises, I guess, that everybody was excited about was they, they did that cover of Fleetwood Mac, uh, Go Your Own Way. Brandon did say, um, I think it was during Reasons, he was announcing kind of where everybody was from. Or, you know, it's kind of a break spot, kind of halfway point, like it is in the in the main show or whatever. And uh, I was surprised. Most of the band lives in Utah. Brandon has a house in Utah. Ronnie has a house in Utah. Uh, Robbie's from Provo. Robbie's in Provo and and Snake I guess Jake I guess he has a house up in uh, Sugar House so huh. so uh, most most of the touring members of the band are, are living in Utah which more validity for our show uh, but anyways Brandon talks about how he just takes a little snippet out about how he grew up in in he said Payson and Nephi but I only heard Nephi and when he said <laughs> Nephi. I gave a great big shout and pumping my fist in the air and I'm front row and I think I think we made eye contact and we winked at each other but uh, he probably doesn't remember <laughs> that. Yeah, and he, he said we're best friends. But no. But I did and the guy next to me kind of looks at me and gives me a nod like guy wasn't lying. He's not full <laughs> of it. <laughs> That's cool. So, anyway, if you can uh, ever ever weasel yourself into a corporate event, uh, I'd recommend it. It was it was fun. People weren't too pushy afterwards. They did have people coming up and trying to get set lists and stuff, and I got a picture of one of the girls uh, got a set list. I wasn't, I, oh, I mean, I wasn't, didn't, I didn't want one because, well, my, like, I'm not going to put it up on my wall. I don't know. I'm probably a bad Killers fan po- <laughs> host of a podcast, but I thought, I wanted to see it, and I wanted to have a, she let me take a picture of it, and uh, I grabbed my Dasani water, cracked it open, <laughs> drank it while everybody uh, got out. But um, there was a few, it was kind of funny because we have, you know, people pushing up and trying to get the set list, and they're yelling at whoever, hey, can I have, you know, I'm a true fan. She's a true fan. She's got a T-shirt. And I thought, I have a podcast. I'm going to be talking about this to, to hundreds of thousands of victims or however many listen, and uh, I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm a true fan. Give me, you know, whatever you got going. But it was just kind of funny to me, all the all the techie people, and they were true fans because they had a killer's T-shirt or whatever. But <laughs> I thought the true fans, the true fans didn't even know this was happening. The true fans are, are home or just find about this on Reddit saying, crap, I wish I could get in there. But either way, it was a fun event, and uh, now the boys are back out on the road. So I don't know if I left any any stone unturned or any questions you had there, Jimmy, but that was that was my Qualtrics experience. So I wanted to ask you, was there, was there, at any point, was there a rush on the barricade? Like you thought no. So? There's a few people who came in. They wanted their picture with the K or whatever, and I was standing there. And I just, just everyone kind of slowly filled in, even yeah. though when there was. Well, I mean, they kind of when they opened the the lines, people were kind of. I don't know that they were running, but it wasn't. It was a fast movement to fill up, but it never got too, too full. I, I think a lot of it was the people are with their coworkers and their bosses, and it's a corporate thing, and they don't want to get. I mean, they might have had a few drinks or whatever in them, but they didn't want to get to where they're going to have to account for this on Monday in an HR room or something like that. So it was it was pretty pleasant. If it, if it hadn't been in that, say it was like the same amount of people and it was just a pop-up concert or a surprise concert and they were all fans that didn't have to deal with consequences, I think it would have been a lot more, yeah, pushy, a lot more 
typical concerty. I don't know what the, so, the phrase would be, but it was an ideal setting for getting to the front row without having to get there hours early, having to push and and shove with people. The hard part is just getting a ticket. <laughs> yeah, the hard part was just getting in, which ended up really not being that hard of a part. I mean, it was, but I think, I think if uh, if you wanted to, you could have got in there. I'll just say that if you wanted to, you could have found your way in there. I mean, I found my way almost backstage by accident into the front row without trying. So imagine <laughs> if you were, uh, imagine if you had a game plan, you're going to go in there and do and execute. I think you could have been uh, sitting sitting pretty. Yeah, it was a great ideal condition. <laughs> I mean, if you had to, if you could, if you could have a private show, money well spent for the, for the uh, Salt Palace Convention Center. Yeah. So one of the things I wanted to, t- to ask you about was I saw on Reddit when someone posted the set list, someone in the comments said, yeah, they were a little disappointed that this was a set list that could have been created ten years ago. You know, there's nothing from the well. I think there was there's caution. There was caution. There was yeah. one song, and they were just saying, you know, this. It's unfortunate that the last two albums pretty much get ignored. It's like, well, you gotta you gotta consider the setting. You have to consider this isn't, you know, people that are coming to see the hits. More of the older songs are hits, and what they're more well well known for, obviously. But uh, I thought it was interesting. You know, they they pick the set list based on the audience. They probably, I don't know if the the people who who pay them to come perform, they have a say in it, or you know, or how many songs they get to play. But you know, it was probably was it twelve ish. Yeah, it was, so, I think it was about twelve songs, and I think they played for about. An hour, it might have been an hour and a half, but if you're disappointed with that, you better get off the Super Bowl halftime performance train. <laughs> yeah, what do you think's gonna happen? It's gonna be half those songs, and that's gonna be what that would be. Uh, but yeah, it was a general audience as far as it wasn't diehard fans. They were playing a corporate gig. I mean, Brandon still came out. They put on a good show. It wasn't like he was at the Vivint Arena going crazy. Like it was, it was a corporate show. It was a little more laid back. You could tell it was a little more laid back. He was still running around and, and doing his thing, but it wasn't like. It was a paid show. He wasn't. It wasn't his diehard fans, you know. Mm-hmm. And the crowd reacted that way too. They were into it, but it wasn't like screaming "I love you." This is the best thing ever. I mean, you know, it was just different. And yeah, I don't know if uh, if Ryan or whoever booked them got to say, "Hey, we want to hear this song or that song," or just come out and do what you do. But I mean, to be disappointed for a free show for most of those people, I don't know if the person that made the comment was there. Or not. I don't think so. I mean, it's not. Yeah, what what do you expect? Like they're going to come out and do, uh, and here's here's one about you know some deep cut that no one's ever heard because and everyone just stands there. Is uh, yeah, you want you want the hits, you want people to have a good time, and they're going to sing songs that people know because they want to get invited back and make another whatever. I mean, good chunk of change to come do it again sometimes. So, a couple thousand probably. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, they probably made a couple <laughs> thousand. I think it was pretty similar to uh, the FanDuel um, set list from the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they probably, I'm sure they kind of have a corporate kind of structure of these are our greatest hit type songs. And that's probably what these people are familiar with. And if it was uh, Jimmy won the lottery and has him come play down at the Stampede, you know, they could probably do uh, a pressure machine and uh, be still and just another girl no, or something. just pressure machine. Okay. Either way. Oh, and this river is wild. Yeah. You, you get a pick <laughs> at that point, right? <laughs> but when they're just coming out and playing for a bunch of, uh, Techie, techie guys that are just there for the weekend and gals, I, you know, that well, the, what what would be worse is if people were on there saying they played a bunch of songs that no one knew and people were leaving early and sitting there or bored or couldn't wait right. to get out because they're here in Thunderfields or whatever, Lightning Fields Lightning or something fields like above. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they they know their audience and they they picked a set list that was appropriate for them. I yeah, think. I think I think uh, if anything came out 
Uh, they're pretty good at what they do. They're pretty pretty good at what they do. So, so one of the th- things I noticed in one of the pictures you sent me when you got up front is it looked like one of the confetti cannons was pointed right at you. Did they do pyrotechnics and all that stuff? They like did. They. Uh, I thought so. This was kind of a funny part. I guess I left out. They did have the confetti confetti cannons set up, and I thought. Well, they're going to come out and play my own soul's, soul's warning, and it's going to shoot off. That's what they do, or it's going to be, uh, or it's going to be uh, the man. And so uh, they had kind of, they kind of had a security, but not really. And they had the pyrotechnic guys uh, kind of talking in front of me with the person. I guess they're not pyrotechnics because they're not fire, but whatever the confetti guys. And uh, he was telling them, "Yeah, these are going to go off during them." They kind of looked at us and they said, "Oh." Well, it's going to be a surprise for these people. So they went and talked about it somewhere else because they didn't want us to hear when they were going to be shot off. And I think it was, I don't even remember when it was shot off. It was towards the end of the show. Um, might have been after reasons or I don't remember, to be honest with you. If it was all these things that I have done or, I don't know, I was there in that last half of the show. And they shot off and it was uh, just a red, white, and blue confetti. It wasn't... Wasn't any money or uh, any of their other stuff, but it was still, I mean, for again for a corporate show, uh, I mean they they didn't hold back on what they could do in that room. So, yeah, well, looking at the the set list, I think the only ones, I guess, the ones that surprised me the most after that discussion we've had is that they played "Shot at the Night" and "Caution." They're probably, if someone is a Tool fan from Dallas, they probably know all the others, but <laughs> might not know those two. I guess are the ones that stand out, and I think. Uh, in the shows they played since the regular concerts, I think they played "Shot of the Night," um, so maybe it was part of their warm up for what they were going to be doing yeah, on their upcoming in. shows. But that and that uh, it was kind of funny with the Fleetwood Mac uh, song because uh, Brandon made some sort of a comment like, "We know you're here for corporate event or whatever. We think whatever something like we know you're you didn't pick to like have us. They hired whoever, and so if you don't like the Killers, maybe you like Fleetwood Mac, and they sang that song kind of thing. So it was." It was kind of fun because it's like they still don't take themselves too seriously or, I don't know, see themselves as a big band like Fleetwood Mac. But it's like, no, you're you're there. Like, people people are happy with the Killers coming out and playing. You don't have to. But it was fun to see him play Go Your Own Way. And I think he talked a little bit about Lindsey Buckingham and, and working with him, yeah. if I remember right. But, yeah, it was a, it was a night to behold. I'll never... I'll, I, I mean, I, I guarantee I'll never be front. Well, okay, I can't guarantee. Unless there's a corporate gig like that and I can sneak in and something like that again, I'm not going to wake up and, and wait eight hours to get into line to number my hand to rush up and sit there for another three or four hours for a concert. So I'll never be that close at a concert again, probably in my life for the Killers. So it was a great experience. I'm glad I got to have it. It was fun. A lot of energy. Uh, being that close, you feel, I mean, you feel anyways, but it was a smaller room and stuff, but you feel the bass, you, you get the, the energy going. And I drove home. I, I talked this whole first half of the show about how tired and stuff I was. I, I drove home fine, got home about midnight. I was still amped up. So it, it was good. It was, uh, it was a shot at the night, and I had my, my Dasani water <laughs> in, my, in my can. I don't know. Paper motion from Dasani water. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Coca-Cola can sponsor us if they'd like. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I, I'm I'm jealous that you got to go and they got to be on the front. Like you said about, I, th- I thought it was interesting to think, you know, the decision you have to make when you're that close about whether you're going to live stream it on Instagram for all, everyone around the world to watch or if you're going to take advantage of this one opportunity, this one shot, your mom's spaghetti, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> to just to take it all in and, and focus on the experience and being there and not... Yeah. Oh, I got I got to cover this for the fans, you know, like 
I was trying to it's balance your, that. Yeah. But I, you I take understand. some pictures, but you're not going to stand there with your phone up the whole time. Yeah, the whole I time. I, I wouldn't do that either. I try to get a few songs. Well, I appreciate those of you that do, but. And I understand. And I understand there's people that are a lot more diehard that this means a lot more to them, even than it does to, to me or to us. And so I did try to get some of those songs and, and some of that stuff up. But in the same, yeah, you got to kind of enjoy the moment yourself or else you go home and all you have is a, a grainy footage. And uh, there's a few people that I guess the internet was getting overwhelmed too. And uh, it was cutting out on, on the Instagram and stuff I was doing. I'm thinking I'm here at a tech conference and I joined their free Wi-Fi. I don't know. I don't have any control <laughs> over it. You get what you, you get, what you get, right? Like uh, the quality was a lot better on the stuff I took uh, for my personal uh, collection or whatever you want to call it. And I think I've shared some of that with some people, but either way it was, it was a fun night and yeah, find that balance. Another, I guess another funny thing is as I was sitting there waiting for uh, the concert and whatever to start and looking up at the stage and seeing, uh, this multi-billionaire and thinking this is just kind of weird and surreal that I'm here because I kept having that like three hours ago I didn't know this was existing and here I am <laughs> you know almost backstage looking at a billionaire front row for this concert that is happening our friend our friend Waddy uh, sent me a text and he's like man I guess the killers are doing some show in, in Salt Lake tonight <laughs> and then I sent him some pictures and he's like oh of course you're there <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. so it was fun but uh, hopefully, hopefully, maybe they come back next year. I don't know. If, uh, I think the Qualtrics people were talking like they were going to have them or have the con- convention again. So hopefully, they get to come play again, and I'll I'll be ready this time. Yeah, I guess the difference between they've done other shows around Utah in the last two years, but the difference is none of those were advertised. You know, they were for a private group. Um, you couldn't buy a ticket, and if you were a member of this conference, you got to go. It wasn't just like some friend or some business that was just for their employees and families or whatever. So. I think of all the ones that have happened, besides the one we went to together, that's probably the only one you could have gotten into because you had a way to to get one of those wristbands that otherwise, you know, there were. There's a lot of corporate gigs, gigs you will never even learn about until after the fact. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that stuff that happens where yeah, until it's happened and you're like, why are they flying back from Australia or whatever? And it's like, yeah. oh, they had uh, somebody pay them to come over and play or Cancun. I was trying to think of, there was a few, I know there was that one up in Park City, and, yeah. uh, and that's where the back of my head is going now, of like, well, if I knew about it, could I, could I find it, you know, I'm all about weaseling my way into places, so. Um, also, follow us on our social media, if you want to see these pictures or not, uh, Jimmy's got an awesome account over there on Instagram, I got an account on Facebook that tries to uh, tread water and keep up, uh, both of them are Lonely Town Podcast, uh, if you could give us uh, some ratings, um. We'll use all the the five stars uh, we can get. I thought my new thing is going to be give a five star for a two star town or something like that for a two star. Give a five star rating for a two star uh, show, something like that. Uh, podcast, we'd appreciate it. Even in the comments, if you want to put five star for a two star uh, town or show or whatever, uh, I appreciate it. Anyways, it helps out. Uh, it helps more people find our podcast, and it helps us get better guests because uh, obviously, if somebody's heard about us or if they can see the rates and reviews when we go and ask them, hey, do you want to come on? It just helps things out. So if you want bigger, better guests to come talk to us, please help out do that. And I still have a Brandon Flowers autograph CD I want to give out uh, by the end of this month. I just haven't figured out how. So maybe I will, maybe I won't. But if you want it, uh, let us know. Thanks for joining us on another episode down from Lonely Town.